0: Back to the ticket water cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and the
1: ticketfm.com. We are back in the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. And uh, as we as we come back, there's another former uh, Nebraska high school player entering the portal. Seems to be a common theme these days. Uh, New Mexico forward Josiah Alec, uh, former North Star Navigator, I believe, has mm-hmm. entered the transfer portal. Um, this Brother of is- Becca. Oh, there you go. Uh, this is interesting, too, because uh, – uh, now I'm blanking on his name. Is it T- John Tanji, the Col- Colorado State uh, transfer? Uh, who used to play mm, yep. in Omaha uh, has actually already been contacted by Nebraska uh, and I think 13 other schools. There's a lot of there's a lot of interest in him, and I would love to see him come back. Based on the one Colorado State game I watched when he played <laughs> well, uh, but in general, it's it's interesting. Do you think um, this has kind of made some rounds too with Nebraska? And, and Sam Greasel was a big party, probably reason why is how much success they had bringing him back. Is it important in Bas like in-state recruiting? Is it important to, to maybe give guys a shot at this level? There's only so many spots on a basketball team. I always say, you know, as, a, as opposed to football, um, you know, if you have three spots and you like a kid out of Chicago more than you like a kid out of, uh, you know, Elmwood Murdoch, then maybe, <laughs> maybe you just take the Chicago kid.
0: So, like in football, it depends on which kids you're taking. Because Creighton probably has more basketball history than you do. They're going to get... Probably their pick of the Omaha kids. Mm. They're going to be first in the running for that. Doesn't mean Nebraska shouldn't be in there and trying. Um, but I think you got to hit Omaha. Um, there's no reason Chucky Hepburn should leave the state. Plain and simple. But then you look right in Lincoln. Donovan Williams, you know, was being touted as, hey, he's, yeah. he's Chucky's equal. Yeah. Turns out he really wasn't. So again, you just got to got to target it. Plain and simple, because Mike Dom would be nice to have. Uh, Wright Cell oh, yeah. yeah. out in, in California would be nice to have in Lincoln. Mike Dom probably could have been something here. But for each one of those guys that you don't get, think about the ones you do get Brady Hyman, Charlie Easley, Johnny Troupod, which again, good enough to play college basketball, just not at the D1 level. So you can't just go after these kids because they're local. They have to fit what you want to do. And they got to prove they can hack it consistently at the D one level.
1: Yeah, oh, and and i I've compared this in the past. The basketball in-state recruiting uh, less less uh, more less as important to get those guys than in football. It's just, but it's it, it's even more interesting those last couple of years. The quarterback position is kind of similar because the quarterback position that's a that's a big room. Are not mm-hmm. a big room, but a, a big deal, and in in somewhat of a small room. Now, Nebraska has like six quarterbacks, so they're a little bit <laughs> and different. just added a walk uh, on from Ole Miss. Apparently, yeah. they're a bit of an exception. Uh, but I guess my point there is, is, it's kind of the same thing. Like like we were going in into last year, and you think, well, you can't let Zane Flores leave the state, can you? But at the same time, you, it's, you, you're usually doing a one quarterback class. Do you make an exception with in-state guys? If you like Pop Watson more than you liked Zane Flores, and it's the quarterback position, you're not like saying, well, we'll see how kind of – you need to get that position right. I don't know, it, it, but it is fascinating because Nebraska is now going to have two s- straight years uh, where they're not going to get the Power 5 quarterback who you mm-hmm. know, with Daniel Kaelin now committing to Missouri. Uh,
0: again, it depends on who the guy is, what your vision for them is because Nebraska has taken an in-state quarterback recently in, in yeah. Heinrich Harburg. Again, you see the tools, but in terms of ability to play quarterback, Flores and, and Daniel Kalen flashed more Harburg's a better athlete. Maybe he ends up, you know, producing more than those guys do. Who knows if it'll be a quarterback. So again, it's not about the number of in-state kids. It's which ones do you get? Do you get the right ones? Do they actually fill a role? Because if you're just going to recruit in-state to say you recruited in-state People see through that really quickly yeah. when the kids don't see the field.
1: Well, and and then you know just to because people feel like well they, it just means more to them or you know that sort of thing. It I mean it can help but they I mean they've got to be they've got to be competing they've got to be in it like Sam Greasel. Um, you know it, it it felt like it me- meant more to him that was <laughs> his life dream to come, you know come and play at Nebraska, uh, which is a great story. But if he's if he's you know the thirteenth guy on the bench taking up a scholarship spot. Well, then it's still kind of a cool story, but, (laughs) you know... But what does it matter? Yeah, you're you're paying off somebody's dream instead of getting somebody that can play at this level, uh, and, you know, and contribute to the team. So it's always fascinating to kind of, to kind of go through those thoughts. And, 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 certainly from the fan base, uh, they will pressure you on in-state cause they like to see their own, uh, succeed. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to watch that. Uh, speaking of that Malachi Coleman was at practice today. I don't think he's getting ready for the spring. I think he's going to join the team in the fall, but he was at practice among, uh, many other, uh, recruits, actually. Jacob Barop maybe uh, one of the top names out there at Bellevue West that was on the side, lines a busy day at practice number three uh, for Nebraska Um, not too much to report on I mean it's not it wasn't day one where we had suspensions and guys that were no longer on the team but it was a first look for the media at guys like Jeff Sims, Elijah Judy, uh, you know, Gilbert there at tied end, MJ Sherman, um, all the new guys, uh, Tommy Hill, by the way, is back at practice, uh, and they've got guys wearing, uh, green and yellow as far as non-contact and, and non-participating Casey Thompson, uh, was out there in a yellow Jersey, I believe, which is, Mm -hmm. uh, basically non-participating member, uh, Teddy Prochaska back, uh, running drills. He was in a green Jersey. So no contact there, um, any other updates you thought were notable from practice today?
0: Uh, saw that the first offensive line group uh, from left to right, Corcoran, Piper, Ben Scott, Nuri Nwili, Bryce Benhart. Hmm. Makes sense. Curious to see what that group looks like.
1: Yeah, especially with Perhaska back, um, because though, th- that, that sounds like about what you would expect. Um, but that tackle combination has not worked uh, for Nebraska to you know, to to a large degree, in the last couple of years, um, they did get better last year. I think that's important, and I think that's part of the reason Donovan Raiola it, it returned to Nebraska, among other things. But uh, was that 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 offensive line uh, did get better as the season went on. Um, another thing, and, and, and again, not not too much of a newsy day, but the, the, you know those those things are of interest to uh, Husker fans. Uh, another thing that we've we've kind of known or or seen is that uh, Matt Rule is, is doing a similar thing to what actually Dion is doing out in Colorado, which is making you earn your jersey numbers. For Matt Rule, it's to get single digit jerseys. Um, for Colorado, you just got to earn them in general. Nobody's got numbers, um, but they do plan on giving, like, voting for whoever gets the number one, uh, and it's it's supposed to be an honor. You know, you've earned that number one. What if you're a guy that likes to wear 17, <laughs> and you get voted to wear number one? Right. That's. Uh, <laughs> can you decline it and
0: give it to the second-place finisher? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I like it a lot better what, like like, LSU does, or... Uh, What Mike Trout's high school does is that, you know, at LSU, the number seven is reserved for the best playmaker on the defense, according to I think it's the coaches that hand that out. You can't just force something like that to become a thing. Yeah. But the more a guy wears number seven, makes plays, the more it becomes a thing, the more it becomes an honor. Uh, Mike Trout, you know, goes and hands his high school number to the captain of his high school team. That's really cool. Most years. So stuff like that works and i don't think what matt rule is doing is bad or wrong but like you said for some guys there's just a comfort thing with a number for some guys their number means a lot to them they they wear it for a reason so taking them out of their comfort zone you know on the one hand i get it as a prove it you want it you earn it sort of thing but if there is enough significance someone's always been that i don't see the
1: harm in letting them have their favorite number yeah. But it's it's always it's always been a, a mystery to me exactly how they do it. Not a mystery, but it, because it's it's different uh team by team basis um but how you do that because sometimes you'll see uh you know big time freshmen come in and get a single digit number sometimes, you know, and, and, and there are only so many of them. So, right. so the, you know, it is kind of a fight to get those ones. So I know Jersey matters ultimately doesn't matter, but like you said, I, I think Michigan does that. I think that like the number 87 is pretty reserved for their best, uh, receiving threat. Um, they've got a few different numbers like that. I, I, I think that's just kind of cool, uh, layer to, a his, uh, you know, to the history of your program. So I think that's pretty cool. And we'll see, um, uh, how, how guys kind of, uh, go about that Uh, I I do think it's interesting because um, there's been kind of mixed reports on Shadur Sanders the the son of Dion um, whether he gets the number two or not like he wore at Jackson State because I've seen that that was written in an article but then I've seen practices of him with just a blank jersey so I'm not sure uh, with that one way or the other but there are some guys that like like it'd be very strange in my mind to tell Quentin Newsom he can't wear number six and they did move they switched his jersey number because it's part of this Mm -hmm. deal but at the end of the day, I think Quentin Newsome is gonna wear number six if he wants to. I don't maybe he switched it out of his own idea, but I think it's part of this larger idea. There are some guys that it's like, I know it's new staff and everything, mm-hmm. but he's 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 that guy.
0: It, it shouldn't matter, but it kinda
1: does. Yeah. At
0: the same time. Because you should just be out there playing football. Jersey number, you know, shouldn't be that big a deal, but it is to some guys. You have to acknowledge that reality. It'd be weird to see Quentin Newsom. Not wearing number six. Uh, Marquise Buford had a really good year last year. Yeah. Him not wearing number one <laughs> would be a little weird. You can get used to it, but I guess the onus then that Matt Rule is putting on the players is you want it, you earn it. Yeah. And I I think, I hope those guys have good enough relationships with the rest of the team that, hey, yeah, he's tough. He, he held up his end of the bargain. We'll vote him number six instead of voting him number seven. Something yeah. like that.
1: We'll see, I don't know if it's going to come down to a vote or what. But they have to earn the numbers one way or the other. Uh, and, you know, the coaches. So it's going to be it is it is, too, though, uh, I think you're going gonna, to if they continue doing this, if it's one year, then, you know, so be it. it's just kind of installing the program and all that. Um, but if this continues to be a thing down the line, um, you know, that is something to to look like us as fans can look at it and see guys mm-hmm. wearing those jersey numbers and say, okay, so this is this is an honor thing. This isn't just again a freshman coming in and say, hey, I'm not gonna commit unless I get number nine.
0: It's it's funny too, because I, I hope, as an observer of the program that wants to succeed, that the players aren't focused on jersey number. They're focused on the little things day to day, getting better at yeah. football, and that will lead to it. Uh, we talked to Evan Blaine yesterday and he noticed A certain lightness, he said, about the program where some of that off-the-field stuff was taken off their mind. They're just there to focus on football and get better at football. And the players seem to like that. And I hope they don't get so caught up in, I'm going to practice harder because I want this jersey number, instead of, I'm going to practice harder because I know I have more to give, because I know it makes the team better. Let the jersey number fall where it may.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see kind of how it all plays out. Uh, certainly, they have to keep their, their minds in the right place. So far, things look pretty good. Of course, they can't lose. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's going well. But, you know, you can't have injuries and, and uh, things that pop up in, in that way. Nothing nothing bad to report from practice number three uh, today in Lincoln. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler and invite Nick Sanford in uh, for the crossover of Happy Hour, which today uh, will be Nick in Austin. So we'll preview that coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler. On the crossover a ninety three seven.